Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 67 of In Their 20s, the podcast with the best advice. You know what we do here. We share insights derived from the early days of the world's most successful people. As always, I'm your host, Landon Gamble. I just want everybody to know the DMs are always open. If you have a suggestion for a guest or a question that you want to make sure one of our leaders gets, you can always DM me on Twitter, it's Black Jew Dude, or on Instagram at Landon Landon Landon. So let's introduce this week's guest. We spoke with Thomas Knoll, who is a community building expert. He's been building communities since 1996. He was the community architect at Zappos.com. He's built five startups, he's sold two of them, and he's also an advisor and mentors, hundreds of founders through many organizations. You know, I spend a lot of time on the internet. I see how important it is to find your online community. It really is. And especially for founders and entrepreneurs, if you are building a company, you need to understand how to build an online community in 2021. Thomas is a community building expert. He shared some amazing insights about how you can find your tribe and also build one for others. So we're gonna dive in, but before we do, I wanna share that today's episode is sponsored by Unstoppable Wallet, which is a cryptocurrency asset management tool with a focus on privacy, opening economy and decentralization they launched in 2019 they have over 20,000 downloads and they are the youngest wallet to be recommended by bitcoin.org the wallet currently supports all major cryptocurrencies and is specifically designed for a DeFi ecosystem you can learn more about our sponsor at www.unstoppable.money all right without further ado we're going to jump in with thomas to hear about his best advice for people in their 20s and also how you can build a community in your 20s Talk to me about what originally drew you to entrepreneurship. Yeah, I, so I found it on accident. Um, I was not someone who wanted to be an entrepreneur and was seeking it out. Um, Looking back and kind of realizing, you know, like my mom owned her own business, her father owned his own business, my dad's father owned his own business um it it was there but I never thought about it as a thing um even whenever I was looking for jobs out you know to like move out to San Francisco and work for startups even then I wasn't thinking like I wanted to be an entrepreneur the first time it happened um was was purely because um I had been building online communities for I don't know, about 12 years at that point. Um, there were a lot of tools uh, and products in the market for like marketing and like advertising, like messaging, reaching, blasting out to, to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were very few tools that were good for um, creating community. Um, and so for me, it was, I, I'm, I guess I'm going to have to build some of the things I want um, if they don't exist. How do you do that? Well, I guess that means you have to like start a business and then, and then the flood of just like, that's an entrepreneur and you should want to be a serial one and not just a normal loser, only one company entrepreneur, you know, like all of that stuff came like, way later after the like, man, someone needs to make this. And I guess like, I guess I have to, 
<laughs> of course. So the word community, that's a buzzword. A lot of people are trying to invest in communities, create communities. Um, and I think a lot of people uh, have misunderstandings about community. You know, you can't just put out a group. You can't just have a fancy title and expect people to flood to that. So through all the communities that you've been able to be a part of and work on, what maybe we can break it down to three things. What are three things that every community needs to thrive and succeed? Um, I mean, I'll do that. And I, and I think there's like two entirely different ways to look at this. So a community itself, right? Versus building community. So what do you have to do to build community? So the community itself needs a sense of shared purpose or reason to even gather in the first place. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, there's no reason for it to exist. Like if, if we're not here for some kind of reason or purpose, um, then it's not a community. Of course. There, there is a need for, like for them to exist and to be healthy, um, people, people need to have like a sense of belonging. And the weird thing is um, inherently for there to be a community, um, it means there has to be a them of course right and like you know usually think of communities as like these you know feel good things and inclusive and wanting to belong but like it's interesting that it requires like there has to be a you're not in the community <laughs> like those people are not part of this community for it to actually be one um and and so understanding like who we are and what belonging to this community means is implicitly like there is a not belonging to the community and what it means to not, to like not be part of this. Um, and then I think the last thing that I would throw in there is there, there's a shared language or um, stories mm -hmm. or um, it's kind of this like mimetic belonging where um, whether, you know, it's like the inside jokes or the, the kind of memes that we pass around. There's a, there's a shorthand for like what it means to belong, right? And so I think, you know, a lot of the sports teams are great examples of this, of like, you can literally buy the hat, you can literally buy the shirt, the jersey, the, you know, you can literally paint your face with the team colors um, to make it real clear, like, I belong, this is ours, I'm a part of this, and it's us against them, and we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna win this thing. And you can see, I mean, the sports example, you can see those hats across the globe. Like, it's really amazing how a lot of these oh, yeah. have built such a strong community. I'm not from Chicago. I'm from the Bay Area, <laughs> but I live in Chicago now. And, uh, you know, I've always grown, around, grown up around Bulls. Uh, it's really <laughs> powerful to see that, especially living in the city now. Um, so yeah. a community that you had an opportunity to help grow and build um, is a very familiar one uh, from Zappos.com. Curious mm -hmm. about, you know, during your time at Zappos, you know, strong team, I know, founded by and led by Tony Heisch, you know, God rest his soul. Um, I would love to just break down, you know, what you were able to learn um, and the types of skills that you were really brought to the team during your time at Zappos. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. Because um, long before I got there, Zappos 
had already nailed customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, and customer service is, uh, is this one to many relationship, right? So being the company or being the account, being the, you know, the, the Twitter account or the phone number or the, or the people who are answering the phone, the people who are answering the emails. That's a, that's a one source, the brand itself, who are engaging with many people who are customers and members. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing community into that, right? And this goes back to what we we're talking about before is to, to build community. That means the, the members have to, it has to be many to many. The relationships need to be, Right. If you if you graphed it out, you know, if I had like the whiteboard going, you know, you'd have like the one or with like all these lines out to like all the every single call you made that day would be a one to one thing. Right. Community means like you draw this like circle of dots and there's lines going across in between a lot of them. Some have a lot more connections, some only have one or two, but but all the connections are between each other. And so. the the kind of opportunity and the challenge is how do we create permission and room and space and opportunities for people to start directly connecting with each other, to even have access to each other um, and to be able to share with one another and um, start to have some of that shared belonging and and direction and purpose and values uh, together. And so with, with Zappos specifically, there were a lot of these. Um, it wasn't just one thing. And I think this is, you, you know, you look at a lot of the big brands who have built strong communities, it's, it's always plural. There's almost never the one community related to that brand. There, there's gonna be a lot of them um, because of that need for like a shared sense of belonging. So. There was a couple, you know, one of the programs um, that we had going uh, was uh, it's kind of like a university, um, it was like Zappos. A lot of brands were reaching out to Zappos and coming to be a part of a, you know, a day or week long program to learn more about how to do things. Um, and, uh, and again, where there was a lot of like Zappos was telling and teaching everyone like this, this stuff, you know, that they wanted to come here and learn like, how does Zappos do it? What does Zappos do? Shifting that to more of a community was providing more opportunities for those brands, not just to hear the Zappos story, but to really start to share with each other, which their experiences and successes were as they went down this path of wanting to learn more about, um, NPS, like net promoter score, learn more about customer service, learn more about putting customer service absolutely in front of, of everything else, making fun and weird, you know, a part of a part of a culture. Um, but it wasn't just the, what is Apple's doing? It's the, what is everyone doing? Um, on the consumer side, right? There's not just, there's not just a customer that buys Zappos stuff, you know, within there, there's different groups, um, there's a whole running community. Um, there's a whole, um, you know, like 
board board shop or whatever like the the ride surf snow you know all those kinds of things there's the um uh like racket sports and kind of the country club you know side of things there's like couture um there you know there's there's a lot of different ways that people would um entirely and this is going back to what i said before of like there's the us and them with community because the people who are part of like you know just like hardcore runners for the most part like there's almost nothing in common with the ride shop right and so it's being very intentional to create different experiences that allow those people to connect with one another in a way that actually um is, is natural and interesting to them of course but when it comes down to it as you said such a powerful statement um, communities are rooted in a shared sense of belonging um, yeah. i think that's really really powerful so to every 20 something out there that's looking to you know get involved with a community or create a community for themselves really really focus on that point you know look for a shared sense of belonging um so then i will ask you directly thomas like if you're looking at that 20 something that is trying to find that shared sense of belonging trying to find a community for them um where should they start to look like where can they find a community you know it depends obviously for what their interests are um or you know what they're interested in becoming involved in or learning more about but Let's look at the both sides of this. If I'm looking to join a community or even start a community, because it can be difficult, um, both sides, where do I even start? Yeah, well, I, th I think you hit exactly on maybe the most important piece of this, um, which is there's a big difference between joining and starting. Um, and I would say that always begin by joining. Right, so if you are, especially if you're trying to build a brand or a business and you think community strategy is a piece of that, if you're just gonna walk over here off to the side and try to make a whole bunch of noise and say like, I'm new, this is big, come join my community, it's gonna be amazing. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible um, but my, my recommendation is that we always start by joining, mm -hmm. by going to where people already are gathering, where they're already connecting and sharing, right? And go straight and participate within all of these communities. And by participating, by building that trust, right? Now, now then we start to have an opportunity to invite people to come gather around you know it's like uh, i always think about communities as like campfires right like mm -hmm. someone puts up a campfire and says like hey come come hang out come share some stories uh, you know like here's a here's some food here's some drink we're telling stories and, and getting to know one another um right so there's no better way to actually get people around your campfire than to show up to theirs over and over again and then also invite them to uh, to come be be a part of yours of course no i think that's great and i'd say that really goes for anything you know beyond community building entrepreneurship getting involved in a new thing it doesn't matter you know what you're doing but i love your point of before you start um you know to create your own just get started and join someone else's yeah. uh, so that's a really powerful statement um thomas i'm going to switch it up a little bit for uh, my final question um never done this during an interview but i mean you know just <laughs> what you know about my brand and you know our, our time today uh, what advice do you think you'd give me? It's, no, it's a really good question. And, and, and 
watching a lot of your interviews, I've always appreciated, like you have a amazing ability to hear a rambling <laughs> couple of minutes of stuff that someone like myself is just going on and off about. And then you turn around and like you've nailed the nuggets. You pulled out the piece and you like echo it back in a way that, you know, should have been said that way in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be really neat to see, you know, what happens inside that community with them, um, what people are able to pick up on and the way you present it. I think they'll actually be able to take them and use them um, instead of just listening to all of the rambling across the entire internet. So I think that's really cool and it's going to help a lot. The first thing I will say is um, I, I take some of my deepest inspiration for community building from uh, architecture. Hmm. Um, and if, if you listen to some of the great architects, what they will tell you is they don't make buildings. They use buildings as their like medium to create spaces for people, right? So they're not, they're not thinking about the building they're making, right? So like which tools, which platform, you know, how, which features should it have? How are we gonna do all this stuff? Like they're not thinking about the building, they're designing and creating space for the way that people are going to come into that space, how they get in there. Once they get in, how do they run into each other? Are they spread out? Does Is it a lot of hard surfaces that echo a lot and make the place feel grand? Or are they soft channels that you move through that soak up the noise and provide intimate spaces for interaction? Are there a lot of walls breaking the whole thing up or are there are there big rooms? Do you go deeper into the center and, and get more stuck or do you flow straight through the thing just in passing onto whatever you're gonna do, right? And so in a very similar way, when you're thinking about creating that space for your community, the, the focus is never on the tools of the platform or the features or the, you know, when we do this or how we do that. Um, the, the real secret is to obsess over who are these people and what are they supposed to do when they get here and how can I create space for them to be able to do what we're supposed to do in this space. It's um, super powerful. <laughs> no, it really is. Um, I've, I've never heard that analogy, but um, it just is all really connected. That very much makes sense. Um, you just need to be intentional about, because, you know, none of us can see into the future. We don't know, you know, what um, our community members are going to get out of it, but we can guess and we can really put in the um, things that can help them get there, um, closer yeah. to reaching their goals, closer to networking, closer yeah. to becoming successful, whatever they want to do. Um, you know, a few of those are what we want to do with our community. So I think that mm -hmm. I can really lay the foundation um, and the community is just going to be a way to get there. So I think that's really beautiful. I, I, lo I love that analogy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's everything. And, and for your group in particular, I think an, an encouragement I would give is right now, the not 20 somethings mm -hmm. 
are getting very good at not listening to anyone else who doesn't already agree with them. They're getting very good at hating the other and closing off any dialogue or listening to what the other has to say. So the way that communities are developing now are just these us versus them. I don't understand you. I don't want to understand you. You're wrong. I'm right. Um, I think the opportunity that you have and that the, the community that you're building has is to reverse that and to become very intentional about wanting to go and sit in a space with people um, who aren't my just natural community, who aren't my first place, who aren't my own echo chamber, who aren't my, my first habitat that I am most comfortable with, right? But I want to go sit in, sit in space with people who think and talk and have purposes and goals very different from my own to have that opportunity to really learn what it is that we do have in common and what shared space we might actually be able to create after we get through some of the stuff that it seems like politics and media and businesses and economies are very interested in wedging between all of us. Um, so this group of 20-somethings that you're helping to lead and build, that's your biggest opportunity to turn this into a different future and a different world is the ability to sit with and listen to other people. Yeah. I'm really excited to continue building this and uh, hopefully you can be a part of it in the so future cool. as well. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, Thomas, this was a pleasure. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today and discussing your um, experience building communities, your advice for 20-somethings when it comes to finding community and creating one for their own. Um, so it really means a lot. And thank you for the personalized advice towards the end as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for streaming our exclusive interview with Thomas Knoll about building community in your 20s. If you enjoyed this episode and want more content like this, make sure to check out www.inthere20s.com where you'll also find our exclusive newsletter. I do want to say thank you so much to our sponsor, Unstoppable Wallet, for helping us make this interview happen. They have an asset management tool that focuses on privacy, open economy, and decentralization. They launched in 2019 and have over 20,000 downloads. Also, they are the youngest wallet to be recommended by Bitcoin.org. You can learn more about what they're building at www.unstoppable.money. See you soon.